Hey everybody, this is Don Newman and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, this is the show that where we answer the question, how can you and I live a life that continues to live on even after our own lifetime has ended? Uh, in my last episode, I actually talked about how we stick with and grow through and then actually promote through a difficult or unfulfilling job. And uh, if you have a chance, you can go back on my YouTube channel at Coach Don Newman and see that last episode if you're going through a difficult job. But I know a lot of people that are actually looking for a new job. It, it's time to find a new job. Or maybe they're looking for a job, they're unemployed right now, and they're actually in the process of interviewing for a new job. And I've been uh, a manager for several years now, I've been involved in hiring uh, for many years. and. I can tell you a lot of different things about having a successful interview. In fact, you can go online and you can find multiple sites that have you know, 10 or 20 tips on how to have a successful interview. And what I wanted to share with you today was seven things that I have learned that I like to call these things. These are uh, job interview landmines. These are seven things that can absolutely kill a job interview. So what I want to do is share these seven things and talk about how you can avoid them. Uh, the first one is a common one that you may have heard of, and that is uh, showing up late to your job interview. Showing up late. Uh, now, while this is not necessarily deadly to a job interview, if you're highly qualified and you're the best candidate, you know, in the end, you may still be selected if you arrive late, but it's going to put you several steps behind. Uh, in, in essence, you're going to have to have a really, really great interview. You're going to have to knock it out of the park because that first impression of you showing up late to that interview is going to put in that hiring manager's mind that that is what you're going to do every day or weekly uh, occurrence, showing up late to work. And so what you want to do to avoid that is simply this. If you've never been to the location that you're going to show up to interview at, what you should do is you should take a drive a few days early during the time that you're supposed to show up for the job interview and just see what the traffic is like. Just some common sense approaches to make sure that you are ready and you understand, okay, what's, what's it going to take to get there on time? Another thing you can do is just find a Starbucks that's very close by to where you're going to do your job interview. Take the time to go there and relax steady your nerves and kind of go over some of your notes and, and, and just, just make some time to be able to do that. And so, uh, number one, make sure you arrive early. Arriving on time is really late when you're going to a job interview. It really impresses a hiring manager when you come in and you're there 15 minutes early. It sets, a, it sets in motion in their mind that you're going to uh, be an employee that is always on time. Okay, number two, and this one is deadly. This one is talking bad about your former job or your former boss or your current job or your current boss. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have seen someone come into an interview and any good hiring manager is really going to try to make the person that's being interviewed relax. That way they'll talk about themselves and really open up and that's a technique that any good skilled hiring manager is going to focus on. But I've seen times before where someone 
get so relaxed that they begin to open up, almost like they're talking to a counselor or, or they're, they're talking to someone that is like a therapist. And too many times a person feels so comfortable, but they, they begin to talk about the current job they're in or a past job, and they begin to open up about their feelings about the job, or they begin to open up about their feelings about a boss. And I can tell you, every time that I've been in the circumstance that I've been interviewing somebody and they begin to tell me how bad their last boss was or their current boss was or the job, I'm already starting to think this job is going to be the next one that this individual is going to be talking about in their next interview. Uh, it just absolutely is deadly to any interview you're going into. And so, you know, sometimes I get asked the question, you know, from other people that I may be sharing some of these tips with, well, what do you do if the last job you were in or a previous job you were in was terrible? What have you got fired? Uh, and you don't want to, you know, make it sound like you did something wrong or you don't want to give something negative. Well, one of the things I like to share is this, you know, in a job interview, it's up to you to share what you want to share. And so you're not required to share every single detail of, of every job. And so if there's a job that, uh, you know, you could have been that you could have been fired. It could have been a bad situation. It would be much better for you to say, I was in this job for a year and a half. And uh, just to be honest with you, it just wasn't a good fit. We decided to part ways. Uh, and, um, you know, I made the decision that I needed to make a decision to move forward into the career that was best for me. Move on into your skill set. Move on into something else. But don't go into what that boss did or what the company did because it's just absolutely going to put something negative in the interviewer's mind that is going to work against you. Uh, okay, number three, and this is one, while it's not deadly, it absolutely can set you back, and that's having your cell phone on while you're in an interview. There's nothing worse than interviewing somebody and their cell phone is lying up on the table and it goes off and they look at it and then they put it back down and say, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Um, again, it's not deadly. If you're a very qualified candidate, you know, you can work through it, but if there are three people and they're equally qualified and I got to make a decision, I'm going to be thinking twice about the guy that had his cell phone on in the interview. In fact, what I encourage people to do, turn your cell phone off when you come into the office, just shut it off. Um, you know, although we live in a society where all of us text, we're on the phone and it's not seen as negative if you're sitting there waiting for the interview to happen, uh, texting on your phone, it looks so much better if you're sitting there with your resume out on your lap or maybe something writing and taking notes or doing something else. It makes you stand apart because I can tell you, uh, I, I've dealt uh, with a lot of different employees over the years that had a texting problem while they were at work and it's a common problem that we hear about uh, all the time. And so again, if a hiring manager is coming in, he's got three equal candidates, they're even, they're both, all, they're, all three of them are qualified, but one of them he sees texting the entire time, even when he comes in to greet him in the interview it can set you apart. So just turn your phone off, make sure that it doesn't 
uh, ring during the interview and then you won't have to worry about that at all. Um, number four is this, and this is one that I don't have a problem with <laughs> and some people don't have a problem with, but some people go into an interview and they don't talk enough. Uh, when you go into an interview, you're going to be asked a series of questions and one of the biggest questions they're going to ask is tell us about yourself. And while that is an open-ended question that's intended for you to really share about who you are, um, you know, it's not a, a full open-ended question where you go on for 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, but it's an open-ended question where the interviewer is hoping that you're relaxed enough that you will share about yourself, that you'll share about your experience, who you are, where you've come from, what you've done in the past, and maybe share a little bit about your family. Um, but too many times, you know, especially somebody that is not as talkative will come in, and especially if they're nervous, they will just give a very short one or two sentence answer that doesn't fully express who they are. And so if, that, if you've struggled with that in the past, if, if you've gone into an interview and you just clam up and you know, they ask a question and it's like they're, they're looking and waiting for more, um, what I want to encourage you to do is this. Practice before you go to this interview. Um, get with a friend, get with your spouse, get with a child, get with somebody and just have them ask you a couple of questions about yourself, what you want to do about this job, and just, just learn how to talk about it. Again, for, my, for, for myself, talking is easy. I have to kind of actually control it sometimes. But there are individuals that talking in an interview or talking to a group of people can be difficult and it can really come against you know, the nerves. But you want to talk enough, and so make sure that you talk enough. Well, that brings me to the next uh, you know, deadly landmine that can really mess you up in an interview or kill an interview, and that is talking too much. Um, you know, there have been more people that uh, have talked themselves out of an interview than actually their qualifications did. And um, when you're in an interview, uh, you do want to talk. You do want to answer questions, but here's the rule. Any question that you answer, you want to keep it under two minutes. Uh, now, I, obviously, you can't sit there and time yourself or you can't look at a clock uh, while you're doing it, but if you can find a way to practice some of these routines and just kind of go uh, put a clock in front of you and you just learn, okay, uh, eight lines is going to take two minutes, and you'll learn you know, pretty much the material that is going to take that long. Now, factual questions like, did you go to this particular university? Those can be shorter. Those can be 30 seconds. But those open-ended questions, hey, tell us about yourself. Learn how to be able to tell them about you, about some of your experience uh, within two minutes. And so for the people like myself that are very talkative, love to talk, what we have to learn is this. We have to learn to stop once we've answered that question because someone who's very talkative literally can move on to tell a story, begin to share about something that happened the other day. And the, the confusing part is you will think the, interview's actually, the interviewer is actually enjoying this, but you actually are starting to actually move past the time that they can really, really take in everything you're saying 
And even if they're smiling and laughing with you, they may begin to think, okay, um, this person, okay, it is really not who we're looking for. And so you want to be able to talk, but you don't want to talk too much. Now, let me give you a bonus key here. Okay, if anything uh, that I share today, if, if there's one tip you go away from, I want you to hear this, and this goes with talking and making sure that you're not talking too much and that you, that you talk enough, is this. One of the most successful uh, tips that I can give you on really having a great job interview is this. If you can ask questions and they have to be the right questions back to the interviewer that's interviewing you and get the interviewer, the job, in, the, the, the hiring manager, whoever's doing the, inter, the, the interview, if you can get them to talk about themselves, you are winning major, major bonus points. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, they ask you to tell you, they ask you, tell us about yourself and you uh, share that uh, you're originally from Texas but you had moved to Florida went to school at Florida State University and uh, you've, you got a degree and your first job you took was in the state government. And the interviewer says to you, wow, I was from Texas. Okay, that's a great place to say, that's awesome. Where, where are you from in Texas? And again, the interviewer comes back and says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I was from Houston uh, where were you specifically from? And you can share that and then move on. But that, but that rapport that you have built with the person doing the interview by just asking a question begins to build a, a common bond between the person doing the interview. And so if you can learn to put those questions in there, even questions like this, uh, they ask you, um, Tell us about this skill set. Tell us what you've learned or, or what you've gained. And you begin to share, uh, again, keeping it under two minutes, closer to one minute if you can, you know, some things that you gained from the training that you went through. It is totally appropriate at times to come back and say, is that helpful to you? Does this information help you? Um, you know, let, let, let yourself be free enough to ask questions and at the end, Nothing can speak more to somebody doing an interview than somebody saying, well, I have a few questions for you. You know, I've got some questions about the benefits and some different questions about the, the, the company and where you see the future going. Have a, a pad with you, have a notepad with you, and take notes while that they're uh, responding back to you. And normally most people doing an interview, they're going to give some time at the end of the interview to actually uh, field your questions as well. But asking those questions, nothing, nothing shows confidence and also builds rapport like being able to do that. And so the seventh and final landmine that really, really can, can totally uh, kill, and this one, this one I'll say is deadly, can absolutely kill a great interview, and that is having incorrect information on your resume. Um, you know, or an, a resume that's outdated. Either one of those things, but especially incorrect information. Uh, I wanna encourage anybody who's looking for a job and you're serious about interviewing for that job, that dream job you've been looking for, take the time to go to someone who's a professional. Uh, there are people that are professionally trained to write killer resumes. 
and, and it's worth the investment. It could cost you a couple hundred dollars, but let me tell you, it is totally worth the investment. When your resume comes in to a stack of 50 resumes, and as a hiring manager, you're trying to go through and decipher who you're going to interview, you want to find some a resume that you can follow, one that you can understand. But you also want to make sure that the information is correct. Uh, I can tell you, you get into an interview and a hiring manager begins to ask questions and you realize something on there is incorrect, something on there is not right. Uh, it, 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 mistakes can happen, but it's not going to look good for you. In fact, many times it can be deadly, especially if it moves forward from there. And so what you want to do is you want to take the time, get a professional resume prepared, and also, also have it crafted for those people that, uh, for those particular jobs that you're going to go into. And so, uh, so each of these different things that I shared today, you know, are landmines that can lead to uh, your job interview not going well. And it, actually, there's a final one that I want to share that's part of this, is that many people fail to do their research before they go into an interview. And nothing is more important than researching the company, researching the industry, and I like to say researching yourself. Um, nothing hurts more than going into an interview and you find out when you're interviewing the person that they're not even aware of the company or what the company does uh, or the industry. Uh, take time to really understand the company that you're applying for, the industry that you're looking to get into, and also make sure that you take time to research yourself and make sure all the information that you have on your resume is correct. If you'll just look at those seven things and just make sure that you're uh, avoiding those landmines, you're going to have a great interview. And if you're equal with uh, another group of candidates, you're going to stand out. And so I just want to encourage you, go after the jobs you want to go after. Even if you look at the qualifications and you feel like you're not as qualified as what they're requiring, don't let that keep you from submitting a resume. Sometimes you'll find that you might be the ideal candidate even if you don't have all the qualification they're first looking for. So until we meet again and we talk more about how we can live a life worth remembering, I'll be praying that the ripples you create today will become the waves of the future. Have a great day.